It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in the third and final hour of the program here on Wednesday. And joining me now in studio, we have John Buddy Andrade here. We're going to talk about some ex- some very exciting upcoming seminars regarding the offshore wind industry and everything that's going on. But the important thing is, and we were talking about this before we, we came on the air here, the important thing is opportunity. There is a lot of opportunity here and a lot of opportunity for folks to be able to not only better their lives now, but to get into a career that will benefit them for years to come. You're using the right words because <laughs> it's about the careers. Um, it's here. Uh, offshore wind is here and it's here to stay. Uh, I know everybody's been saying, oh, what's this? What's this? Well, now it's here and now we have to wake up the community and say the, not, the, the, the opportunity is now. Come knock on our doors. Come see where you fit. Come find out what you need to do to get in. It's not a walk-in. You have to be prepared for these jobs. You have to do the right thing to get these jobs and be prepared. Uh, what we're trying to do is make sure people are getting the word that it's here. And there's still a lot of people who don't know. And, and that's not just here in New Bedford. That's from here all the way down to the Cape and up in Boston. I spent two days in Boston at the uh, uh, offshore wind uh, conference with runners. And... Uh, People just going and people wondering what we have the tags on for, what's that and all that kind of stuff. So there's still a lot of people in the state that are not aware of what this is all about, renewable energy and how it impacts our communities and and our lifestyles. And so what we're trying to do is make sure, as I've always been doing, is making sure that people know the stuff is happening and what they need to do to get involved and be part of it. So Friday, this Friday, uh, July 28th, at the Fisherman's Club uh, from 9 to about 2 o'clock, we'll be talking about this stuff. Now, we're not offering jobs. There will be contractors there. There will be agencies there like Mass Hire, uh, Bristol Community College, people who are in the know and people who are trying to develop the training program so that everyone has a, 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 a track. What, what, what career track you want to be in? You want to be a, a welder? You want to be a technician? You're going to be an electrician? You're going to be a, a pile driver? Longshoremen, these are all the different types of jobs that, that are available. And then there are some businesses associated with all this stuff, too. So we're asking people to come, talk to people there. We pro- uh, probably have people from Mass, uh, Mass Maritime. And those uh, folks, uh, Pace Ready, uh, Pam Kushner and Lisa from the uh, Pace program, this Pace Ready is a project that we just got funded uh, about a month ago. It hasn't uh, kicked off yet, but that's the one that we're going to be doing recruitment, getting people ready, uh, putting them through all kinds of different tests and all that kind of stuff, and preparing them, doing an employment uh, um, employment or career uh, plan for the individuals. But people right now in New Bedford need to wake up understand that it's happening and find out what do they want to do or their children, uh, their high school kids, ninth graders, 10th graders. And I go that, that low and I should go even lower to the elementary because we're trying to make sure everybody understands this stuff, eating and sleeping offshore wind because these jobs are going to be here for the next 30 to 50 years easy. And we were talking, uh, you know, off air too, saying like there's a lot of folks now who, as you said, they, they, 
Didn't believe that it was coming until the propeller blade showed up on the waterfront. So, and even now, they're still like, well, it's not going to last. It's, yeah. you know. And so there's a lot of people that you can't convince. But Vineyard Wind, as you were showing me some examples, they're actually making sure that the younger generations realize what yes. this is and that it is a viable career path going forward. The, listen, they want to get into our elementary schools. We're looking for them to adopt the Gome School, which is right across the street from the uh, terminal, uh, Commerce Terminal. Uh, we want them to adopt New Bedford High School vocational school. We went to Old Rochester Regional, Wareham, uh, Upper Cape Oak. That's where our brain tank is, so to speak. And so we need to get in there. And I showed you one of the books here about just talking about young women and and, uh, and renewable energy. These are real things that they have put together to give to our students and to our community so they can read about this stuff to capture their minds, capture their, their innovation, and bring them into the loophole so that we know that we have a bank of workers for these jobs. And for everybody that, you know, talks about, well, you know, that's th- not going to work until this, and then this has to happen, and this happens. It's those kids that are going to make all those things happen in the future. And right now, we are focusing on the older gr- uh, guys and gals because that's where the experience lies now that we need. Mm-hmm. And they're getting those guys and gals into the unions, the power drivers union, uh, the iron workers, uh, the, the carpenters, uh, the laborers. Uh, th- this is so important, this entry level getting in. And, and <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to start at $80 an hour. You'll do it like everybody else does. There's an apprenticeship program, and most apprenticeship programs start like 19 to $22 an hour, and you're still getting a good wage learning this stuff. Right, and learning it so that maybe, you know, even if you feel like offshore wind isn't going to take off, you're learning those skills, and you'll have those skills to go get, to go be a welder or go be an electrician somewhere else. That's so doggone important. I'm glad you said that. Now, not everybody's going to get a job in offshore wind. Everybody's going to try. Not everybody's going to make it. But, like you just said, those skills that we're going to teach you, the, the, the preparation that we're going to do with you, the plan that we're going to help you make, the vision for your career and your future, we're going to help you put together. That Now you have those skills. Well, yeah, I, t- I tried it for six months. I'm not going to go back to there, but I got this other job with the union, and I'm going to be building... Behaven Bridge, because Behaven Bridge is going to get built mm-hmm. in the next five years. That's going to start coming down and going back up. So that's a job that's going to last probably five or six years. All right. So they're going to need welders. They're going to need hydraulic people. They're going to need a hulk, all that kind of stuff. And, and the guys who know how to run the boats and all that kind of stuff. So anything we teach you or train you or uh, lead you to will also lead you to something else. Okay. If you choose not this track, then you have a uh, mass highway all the bridges and highway jobs that are coming up. Then you have housing. All the ho- In New Bedford alone, there's going to be about six housing developments going up in the next four to two to four years, mm-hmm. okay, just in New Bedford. So all that, now they're going to need the plumbers, the electricians, and, and all that stuff. So if you're getting uh, uh, experiences here, training here, education here, that you can use in any field that you want to get into. Now, if you look at our brochure here, that we talk about the different areas, clean renewable energy, green jobs, and community jobs, including agriculture, education, uh, things of that nature. So we're not putting all our apples into one basket. What we are doing is working with the human capital, 
training them, getting them prepared, getting them their mindset that this is happening because this whole idea that people don't want to work, uh, uh, to me that doesn't make sense and one I believe that is maybe they don't want to work with what you want them to do. Right. Okay. What do they want to do? Yeah, they don't want to go get a, a part, you know, a 30-hour a, a week job in a, re in a fast food restaurant. They want to be able to have a career that they know will set them up for life. Well, like we're talking about home, we're talking about being able to buy a home at 25 years old, uh, having a family uh, with with security. Security means I got a long term job mm -hmm. to take care of my family, to pay my mortgage, to have a nice house, to go on a vacation, go to Chuck E. Cheese with the kids, go to the movies, go to dinner. These are the lifestyles and the, and the life uh, uh, benefits that a career will give an individual and a family, and more importantly for Buddy is building our neighborhoods, sustaining our neighborhoods so that we're not having gentrification uh, as we're seeing it now. Uh, uh, you know, we want people to be able to buy the homes they live in or buy the houses in the neighborhoods that they grew up in. And they can only you do that if you can get a job, a career that's going to give you a minimum sixty to $90,000 a year to start. And is it, you mentioned here, it's not just about the actual the building and the manufacturing jobs. It's about other things around it. It can be anything from, you know, learning how to be the person who is the ambassador for the brand, who can go out there and, you know, be the press relations person. All of those people can come from New Bedford. And, they, and they've been doing some of that already uh, and, and individuals from New Bedford. Uh, you're going to need accountants project managers, engineers, uh, uh, the people who do security. Uh, there's all types. People who do food, to, to, you know, the, the food trucks and, and bringing food out to the ocean, out to Montes Vineyard out there where, where they're, where they're going to be based at. And the idea is that they'll have platforms out there where people will be staying out there 21 days at a time. Wow. Then another crew comes back, goes back out, you come back and, back and forth. And all that time you're making money. You're taking care of your family. You're being able to take care of your bills. You're not working 21 days and you're not, then you're laid off or that kind of stuff. We're talking about consistency in employment, a career that you're going to know that for the next 30 years that you have a good paycheck coming in and you can plan for your family. And, and I've told people who, uh, you know, put aside whatever you think about offshore wind, put aside whatever you think about renewable energy and, and getting off of fossil fuels. If companies are coming into New Bedford and investing money in New Bedford, take their money, yeah. take the job, take the career. If you don't, if you don't, then you hurt yourself, your family and our city. Because what we don't want is an influx of people coming from Europe to come and take over or like we have people coming from Louisiana and Texas and Utah and Colorado. There are a lot of folk here from out of state right now. And, and that's not a good thing, but it's what's making this thing drive now. So we have to chalk it up. Okay, it's happening. There's not much we can do about it. However, what we can do is prepare for the next wave, the next phase of this. And that's getting all the way down to the elementary school, building, put, planting those seeds, the, the kids at junior high, the kids at the high school, and their parents right now are probably doing some of the work, getting some of the jobs, and making it a family. Just like when we lit the world with whale, uh, whale oil. You know, that, that was a family business. The city thrived off of that because the people in the city moved it. And, and that's what made New Bedford uh, the city that lit the world back then. And we're going to be doing it again. The only difference is you ran out of whales when you were whaling, 
wind is always going to be around. We're not going to run out of wind unless climate change puts a trick on us that we don't know. Right. <laughs> unless we're all, you know, six feet underwater by yeah. the time. Yeah, something but, like that. But, but you know, but this is really, 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 really important. Uh, if you're not doing anything Friday morning, the, the Fisherman Club is where to be. Uh, we're also going to be going to Wareham uh, in August. Uh, and then also uh, uh, Falmouth in uh, in September. Uh, the Falmouth Cape Verdean Club in in, uh, um, in Falmouth is, is hosting that, and the uh, Onset uh, Dudley Brown VFW will be hosting the one in Onset. And what we're doing, what Old Bedford Village has always said, that what we're doing is throwing a big net out there. We're trying to grab as many pieces of fish to, and bring them in. Now that doesn't mean every fish we bring in is going to be used, but where do we put them? We, as long as we have slots or tracks to slide them into to get this, to get that, and then be able to go forward after they've gotten the requirements that are needed for the jobs. Now, one of the things that we're doing Friday morning, and I'm, and I'm proud of what I'm doing, uh, it may be confusing, but uh, uh, it's some important. We're going to do a lot of the, uh, the morning part, about at least half hour, in trilingual. Portuguese, Creole, and Spanish, and probably Haitian Creoles uh, as well. Reason for that is that we want to make sure everybody in New Bedford in this region knows this is for everybody. Mm -hmm. There's not enough bodies to say, oh, we just want the guys between 25 and 32. Not enough bodies. We need to get everybody, and, and those who think, oh, that's not for me, we want to make sure that it, we let them know it is for you. Now, you may have to meet certain requirements. If you have a work permit, you got a green card or the visa or whatever it is that takes for you to uh, get a job, that's what we're talking about. If there's something other than that, then that's a different story. And, and, and let's, let's be honest here, too. This is a new industry. It's going to be a heavily scrutinized industry. So I don't think people need to worry about in a situation where there's going to be a bunch of illegal workers down there doing this. It's going to be all above board because it's going to, there's going to be a very watchful eye on this. And, and we're watching it, too, because that's a concern that we have. And I, <laughs> I tell the guys when I see them, hey, the British are coming, the British are coming, because that's what's happening. They're coming from Europe, and they're going to be coming here. That's what's doing the majority of work now. We do have a couple of local guys. Uh, one that I brag about, Joe Welch, he's one of the guys that we put into the Power Drivers Union back in 2019. And it took us two years to do that. In 2017, we first met him in November 2017. And I think it was like August of 2019 when he finally got into the union. So it's, a, it's a not, you just don't wake up, I'm going into the union. You've got to be ready, you've got to be prepared, you've got to meet certain requirements and, and all that kind of stuff. And one big requirement, because of something you just said, is that this is just workers for everybody that, that wants it. But if you're not cognizant of the understanding of safety, this has never been done before, like you just said. Yeah. A lot of different ways of doing things. We have OSHA, which I think is the best organization in the world for safety. But they have GWO, Global World Organization, which is, sets the standards for offshore wind in Europe. And those same standards have been brought here to the United States. And that's what we're using. Now, one thing I would tell everybody, I want you to listen to this. Do not think you're going to get a job on this project and smoke marijuana. It ain't going to happen. So they, it'll be screened, we, it'll be tested? It'll we, be we screen for that. We counsel on that. We explain that to young folk. We, go, we do a whole piece on the, on, on the drug issue, the quarries and all that kind of stuff. Very, very important. 
I, Buddy Andre, does not and will not support anybody going to work that's going to sit there at 7 o'clock in the morning and wait for the job to start and smoking a joint or drinking a nip and then gets out, goes to work. Because these, these are just jobs that require a high amount of safety. Uh, it's, it's safety, and they, and they are serious about the safety so. Safety, 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 safety. Every form of what they do, there's a safety component into it. Uh, they, they want to make money. They want people to go home uh, after a long day's work with fully intact, you know, no missing arms and legs and all that kind of stuff. So safety is very important. And one of the biggest problems that we have now in the United States is the marijuana issue. And there are people who are trying to make new regulations to make, well, we can do it, this and do it, that. I'm totally against any of that. Safety is too, it's too important. Uh, why would I want to work with you if you're impaired? Right. And not to mention, you know, you're not just putting yourself at risk, putting your coworkers at risk. You're putting an entire industry at risk. Right. Because if, we, if, there's a, if there's an incident that happens, it's going to reflect negatively on offshore wind as a whole. And you'll know that it'll get all the publicity, it'll get all the news and all that kind of stuff. But also, you know, when, when you're talking about, you know, the, the companies, they make money by doing it the right way. If they got five, six accidents... Now they're losing money, they're losing time, they're losing employees. It's a whole loss-loss situation mm -hmm. versus a win-win situation. So if you come in, you get the proper counseling, you get the proper training, you get the proper understanding of what, what's re required of you, and you go to work every day and make the money, get your paycheck, go home. That's all we're talking about. Now, go on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> do something. Do, yeah, do what you got to do when you're on vacation. Just be uh, be all straight by the time you get home. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 that's, and that's an issue. And damn it, I mean, you know, how do you get around it? It's legal. That's what they say. Okay. I just don't buy into it. And, and, and I counsel it and I, and I counsel hard on it because I don't want to see guys and gals get in there and then lose a good paying job because they smoked a joint. Three weeks ago at their kid's birthday party or some graduation or at the sports bar or something, just having a fun, and then lose a job, yeah, lose a career. Lose that opportunity. Yeah, lose that opportunity. And, and so, so Friday at, at the Fisherman's Club, we're going to talk about these things. We're, we're, going to, we're doing recruitment. We're trying to get people in, uh, develop our, our job bank, develop our recruitment bank so that people will have a place to go. They'll know who to talk to and how to go about getting themselves in the door. Uh, um, you know, we, we're looking for the, the, the interns. We're looking for the apprentices. But we're also looking for the guys and gals out here in the, in the fishing industry who already have a lot of these experiences, okay? Because if this stuff is not in your blood, if you're not interested in being in the water and the waves of, of, of 30 feet and all that kind of stuff, or it's uh, 80, 90 degrees out there and you got all this equipment on, all right, or, or if it's freezing and you still got all this equipment on, you got to go out there and do this job. This is what we're talking about. You got to be really, really, really tough and want to go do it. And there are women out there right now working, doing this work. Uh, a tour, tour that I know of uh, from Boston who are there working. And one's an African-American, and I'm so proud of these folks because they're showing the way. Because I always believe that we don't need to Europeans. Americans can do this. <laughs> there's, there's nothing we can we'll do. It, do. We'll do it better. Yeah, and we'll do it better. Exactly. I mean, look, look the, oil, the oil and gas uh, refineries and those uh, platforms they have out in Gulf, Gulf of Mexico and all over the country, you know, we did that. 
-hmm. We built those. Americans built that. So why can't we build these uh, turbines and, and do a better job at it? Absolutely. So again, Friday from 8 to 3 at the United Fisherman Club, 639 Orchard Street in New Bedford. Uh, we got about a minute here left. How can people reach out to you if they want to get some more information? Well, you call my office at 774-202-0603. And you can email me at Old Bedford Village Development Corporation, Ben Rose. Uh, the initials are O B V D C B R at yahoo.com. Obefford Village Development Corporation. The BR stands for Ben Rose. And uh, I'm waiting for your phone calls. I'm waiting to have interviews. We're going to be doing interviews with people. We screen everybody that before they go anywhere uh, to make sure. And then the Pace Ready program, once that gets up and running, uh, you'll see a more refined process of getting people in, finding out what they want to do, putting them into a track, developing their work plan, and then uh, hopefully uh, it'll lead to a, a good job. Well, hopefully the Fisherman Club is packed, and uh, and we will uh, keep you up to date with all the information about the other seminars that are coming up as well. Buddy, thank you for joining us thank and you. for informing everybody. Got to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with the news. Dick. Big fan of the lottery. I think a lot of people spend money they don't have Chasing a dream that's not going to come true. Now, do I play the lottery now and then? Yeah, if there's a, you know, if there's going to be a huge jackpot, I'll buy a ticket. Or if I pay for something with a $5 bill and I get a dollar bill back, I'll buy a scratch ticket. I don't obsess over it. I maybe buy two or three scratch tickets a year, maybe two or three lottery tickets a year. But I know that it's also a problem for a lot of people. And so I don't, I don't love the lottery. But do I want to take the money that they give to all the communities? Absolutely. Give me every dollar that they'll send us to pay for schools and, and other things. Give me every dollar that they're willing to spend, send us. Not, I'm, I'm, I don't partake in marijuana, but I'll take every tax dollar that those recreational cannabis places are putting back into the local economy. And I think it's the same thing with this offshore wind industry. You don't have to, you don't have to love the idea of getting off alternative, uh, getting off fossil fuels to realize that you've got a good career path here, a job that's going to be around for a long time, a job that's going to be around and going and going and going here, but then also have opportunity when they build more of these offshore wind farms and other locations, you can get those jobs. You can position yourself now to be the experts, to be the people in the United States that they call in. Instead of calling people over from Europe to do these jobs, they'll be calling people in from New Bedford. And you can get those opportunities now. But you've got to know what those opportunities are and how to prepare yourself for them. Because there'll be comp competition for these jobs and they're not just going to take, you know, to quote Young Guns, uh, you know, you can't just be any geek off the street. You're going to have to know what you're talking about. You're going to have to know what you're doing. So I think it'll be really interesting to see 10 years from now how well the folks that get in on this ground floor are going to be situated for themselves and for their families and for the future. 508-996-0500. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. All right, we are back, and we're going to go back to the phones. 508-996-0500. Let's take that phone call there. Carla is learning to produce here. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Hi, Tim. Good morning. Good morning, Catherine. How are you? I'm 
well. How are you? Doing all right. Good. If I were a person uh, looking for a new career or starting out in a career, it seems to me that one in an alternative energy is a smart choice. Yeah. Um, it's the future, whether people want it or not. Uh, I'm not talking about just locally, but I think it's pretty exciting that it might, it will be happening locally. I mean, oil is finite. There is not an endless supply of oil. Right. Um, so whether we like it or not, we have to find other sources and hopefully ones that don't add to the ozone layer. So, I mean, we, we talk on this show sometimes about conspiracy theories, and I, I mock people that believe in some of them. But one of the conspiracy theories that, that caught my interest years ago was there was a, a theory going around that oil is actually renewable because we should have run out by now. And, <laughs> and, and I, I found that to be a little bit interesting, and I looked into it more. But no, no, the truth is we are going to run out someday. There will be no more unless we can synthetically, you know, create it. Right. Um, but what's the point if we can have better versions of uh, better things that will drive our energy consumption instead of having to go that route? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think that there's some that's probably much cleaner in a few different ways, too. True. Um, so and, and, I thought and as, I would add my two cents about that. And, and as Buddy said, too. Go and take the training, learn learn the skills, and if you don't get the job in offshore wind, then you can go be a, an electrician, you can go be a welder, you can go have these skills to get a job anywhere using utilizing what you've just learned. Yes, yes, that's a good point. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, okay, I, I just need to make my other switch to um, where we'll be today sure. um, for uh, petition signing to get a question on the ballot about term limits for city councilors, uh, not city councilors, city council positions, not a particular city councilor. Um, and uh, today we'll be at Truckee's from 1 to 5. So um, if you haven't signed, uh, I hope you do. Um, no matter whether you're on the fence about this, for or against, let us get the question on the ballot so that we voters can decide. So Absolutely. Okay. Thanks. All right. All right. Thank you. You yeah, have cool. a great day. <laughs> you too. All right. Thanks, See you later. Oh. That, that's all right. You can't hear, so that's fine. Uh, I'm teaching Carla to produce. She's going to be sitting in here with uh, Chris and Marcus for South Coast Now while I'm heading over to C-Lab to talk to those kids about the paranormal, which I'm very excited about. Uh, again, though, I got another message asking if it's uh, open to the public. It is not. It's just for the students. However, I do public presentations all through October for sure, sometimes in September, sometimes in November. Reach out to the library in your town and say, hey, book Tim Weisberg. And then they'll reach out to me and then I'll come and I'll talk. And it's not going to cost you anything to, to come and hear me talk about the paranormal. Uh, and if you really want to hear me talk about the paranormal, check out the Spooky South Coast podcast. We've got almost 700 episodes, and uh, and we'll be back at it soon. It might be even more than 700. I haven't counted. And uh, we'll be back soon with more of that. Just taking a little bit of a hiatus here. Um, but uh, we also welcome your phone calls, 508-996-0500. And uh, let's take this next call here. Uh, good morning. You are next on WBSM. Hello. Hi, you're on the air. Mm, you're the right. Okay. Well, we'll give you a chance to call back uh, in a few moments. Why don't we take our final break of the morning, at least for this program, and when we come back, we can talk more with you, 508-996-0500. Good morning, Mass. This is Brett Michaels, and I just want to tell you right now, it is time for your morning medal right here on the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. 
so funny because the band is called The Darkness, but the song brightens my day every time I hear it. I remember when I first heard it, too, and I was like, these guys are horrible. What is this? I didn't get the joke. I didn't get, like, that it's just supposed to be a fun party song. And then once I was in on it, I was totally in. Anyway, so uh, we're going to be wrapping things up here in just a few moments. As I mentioned before, Chris and Marcus are going to be broadcasting live from Duke's Bakery in Fall River with South Coast Now. So you'll be able to go down there and hang out with them. And you'll be able to sample some of the great food at Duke's. Get yourself something delicious. Uh, you can get that Seize the Deal. It's going on sale at noon at SeizeTheDeal.com to get $20 at Duke's for just $10. And also, they'll have Mayor Mitchell joining them in the 11 o'clock hour where he will talk more about this nip bottle ban. Because as has been told to us, uh, Council President, I'm sorry, uh, Council at Large Ian Abreu said it, it is, it was the mayor's idea. He's the one that had it placed on the ballot. And as he told Frank Mulligan in the Standard Times, uh, they're going to have this brought before the city council to ask the licensing board to reconsider and to have another hearing where they air things out a little bit more publicly. There's a call on the line. Uh, caller, can you get your point across in about a minute? We, that's about all we have left. Oh, Tim, it's a real, real quick one. Uh, I didn't get the chance to listen to Buddy uh, Andrade's uh, uh, interview with you. Uh, does he have a phone number that you can reach him at? Yep, I'll give you that right now. And also, you can go back and hear it on the podcast in just a little bit. But let me give you the number. It's 774-202-0603. Yep. Thank you. All right, no problem. Have a good one. And, uh, and if you get one of those uh, offshore wind jobs and you're making all that big money, remember who gave you that phone number. And uh, take me out to lunch sometime. All right. Well, again, that's going to about do it. I see a caller here. Caller, you got about 30 seconds. What's on your mind? Nope. Okay. Well, there we go. All right. So, uh, again, I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, we'll have a lot more to discuss. And I'll tell you how things go with my discussion at C-Lab with the seventh graders about the paranormal. I'm very excited to see because this is a course that they're taking. This isn't just me coming in there and talking about paranormal stuff. They're taking a course where they're learning about this. And so I'm, I'm going to be asking them just as many questions as I'm going to be telling them about experience.